91 FM, it's breakfast time. It's time for the breakfast politics team. I'm joined by Sarah Martin, John Moore, and Phil Ferguson. Good morning to you all. Morena. Morning. You all right? Oh. Morena. Morena. All right. Uh, another interesting week in politics, foreign affairs, money jet setting, um, dissing Trump. I thought that was amazing. Um, yes. But the weather's He's getting. Been sentenced to death, actually, yeah. by oh. the North Korean regime. I saw that. It's crazy. International politics right now is mm. insane. Zimbabwe, all, all yes. over the show. But um, the weather back here at home is getting warmer, so it must be flip flop uh, <laughs> season. Time to get the flip-flops on. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, while Labour was in opposition, it was against the TPP. Um, and even in the first few days after the election, you hear rhetoric from Labour in New Zealand first talking about the capitalist system that's not working for us. Um, and so that sort of trade pack is, is the thing we don't really want. Um, now it's uh, full steam ahead. And, uh, not a, you know, and the interesting thing for me is not really a peak from the Labour supporters either. Like, I mean, we've seen th- throughout this TPP process... Uh, all over social media, uh, the the left has been screaming, we don't want this, it was protests, I protested, all, all, all manner of things. But now that Labour's in power, um, it seems like su- the supporters have just been like, oh, well, we'll just let it roll through. Um, so what I really want to know is the CPTPP, that's what it's called now, has uh, uh, it really changed that much that it's palatable? Uh I would say not from the point of view of um, of opponents of um, such trade deals, for, uh, free trade deals. Um, so yeah, we had we had huge opposition to um, um, the Trans-Pacific Partnership Agreement uh, when National was in power when it was negotiating that agreement. Uh, Labour itself, as you pointed out, Jamie, uh, um, ostensibly at least opposed it. Uh, the trade unions opposed it. Mm. We had uh, a number of academics who uh, opposed it. Um, and secondly, Greens and New Zealand First were staunchly against uh, such free trade agreements. Um, where there is uh, some change, um, and I guess it's a matter of opinion whether this is uh, just tinkering with the trade agreement or there are some substantial clauses that make the trade agreement more progressive, um, certainly uh, non-resident foreign, uh, foreigners can now be prevented from buying homes in New Zealand. Um, so that's one gain, uh, arguably, uh, from a, a nationalist point of view. Um, upholding the status of the Treaty of Waitangi, although that, that clause was more than likely to be put in place anyway uh, if, if National had stayed in power. Um, and um, the the Pharmac model for uh, buying and subsidising uh, uh, medicated drugs in New Zealand, uh, that won't be uh, challenged at all. And the right of um, corporations to sue the government. Now, uh, that isn't... Um, Prevented, and, that, and that, that's not prevented under current legislation anyway. But what will not be put in effect is that a, uh, an, uh, a corporation can use an international tribunal to, uh, to bring the government, uh, a government, to court and, and sue that government. Um, however, that, that clause has been put on hold. Mm. Uh, so that could be enacted uh, at a future time, um, especially if um, a future American government wanted to come back on board, because um, under the Trump administration, um, America has completely pulled out of this uh, free trade agreement. So yes, uh, uh, th- deliberately, uh, that's that's open to question whether that that clause will be enacted or not. Um, I think you made a very good point, Jamie, that we're the uh, the staunch opponents of this um, free trade agreement are 
uh, are pulling back and remaining pretty silent now. Um, Jane Kelsey, uh, the academic from Auckland University, is certainly, mm-hmm. certainly still uh, uh, saying that she is opposed to uh, this trade agreement and it's not substantially <coughs> different from um, the former TPP agreement. However, the trade unions uh, who, um, trade union leaders who um, continue to be opposed to this agreement are really backing right down and saying um, um, we're not exactly happy with what Labour are doing but we're not going to do anything about it mm-hmm. um, and um, um, whether you think the TPP is a good thing or a bad thing or you're neutral on it um, I, I think it's we can certainly criticise those uh, opponents of the TPP who are merely keeping their mouth shut now because we have a Labour Party in power yeah. Well, right, Sarah, what's what's the feeling up there in Wellington and uh, uh, within your circles? I mean, I, 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 the CTU has certainly been publicly opposing this and um, has publicly, in the media and on social media, said that it, the, the agreement is flawed and it still um, doesn't protect worker rights. I mean, the CTU is definitely strongly opposed to it and has said publicly that it doesn't support it. Um, so I'm not quite sure. I, I mean, so... Uh, I'm not sure about what John's mentioned there. Um, well, uh, that, uh, Sam Huggard from the CTU has, yes, he has said that um, that the uh, TPP in its current form isn't good enough and, and the CTU is opposed to it, but that they merely want to talk to the government about negotiating different types of trade deals in the future. Now, to me, that's a complete back down. They're not calling for people to go on the street. They're not calling for staunch opposition uh, to the Labour Party signing this agreement. They're merely saying that we want to talk about the government negotiating future trade deals, and that's a complete back down on their part. Sarah? Um, Yeah, well, I mean, I I, I was reading through Sam Haggard's um, statements last night on the the new agreement, the CPTPPA. I, I probably take a different interpretation than John does, in that they are firmly saying that they're they're opposed to um, uh, you know, most trade deals as they are at the moment, trade and investment deals, they're, they're opposed to the, the basically the model that we use and we have used for a number of years. So I, I guess I interpret John differently. Um, I think the Greens have signalled that they're going to continue their opposition to it. Possibly um, what's happening is people are... Um, trying to you know understand where they are before the, the opposition movement um, kicks in again um, sure we haven't had protests organized maybe we'll see that more when it comes back to you know when it gets debated through Parliament um, I would say the CTU is only taking this uh, I mean I disagree with John's interpretation I've got a different interpretation of the CTU and that they're strongly opposed to it and will continue opposing that and publicly saying that um, and oppose um, this modern this, this model of, of agreement. So I suspect that maybe, well, I imagine that the protests and the opposition movement will um, become more vociferous again once it comes back to Parliament. Mm-hmm. Sam Haggard, of course, uh, the original Radio One uh, Breakfast Politics oh, really? person. Yes, yes, he, he he was the first one with me. Interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. for um, quite some time before he got that new post. I see. So as uh, his previous guys, I can't remember what he was doing before he was uh, doing what he's doing now, but he was doing something. Um, what do you? What about the uh, the rest of the unions? What are you feeling out there, Phil? Well, I think they're in a bit of a bind. Um, I guess I'm somewhere between Sarah and John on this one. Um, I, I agree with Sarah that you know, the unions are still putting out 
uh, statements and saying that they're not happy and that they're opposed, um, regardless of the new uh, of the amendments that the that the government has got. Um, but I think. John's right in the sense of they're not calling on people to go onto the streets, they're not calling for for protests and I guess it'll be interesting when protests do happen, when it's going through Parliament what the unions do there, because it's easy to put out press statements but are they going to put their, their money where their mouth is? Mm-hmm. And I think the problem for a lot of people that voted Labour was and it's a sort of historical problem with the unions and other Labour supporters, is when Labour is in power, their their views change, or certainly their actions change. They bend to Labour in power, so that things that they wouldn't have accepted under National, they accept under Labour. And that's one of the banes of the, you know, the progressive movement in this country, that they're all up in arms over stuff where National do it, and then Labour comes in and tinkers around but leaves the fundamentals intact, and all of and you know, and because they've supported Labour, yeah, they suddenly adopt, if not silence, they adopt a kind of quietest attitude, and I think. The Greens must be, um, you know, must be thinking that we made a good move not going into that government (laughs) because, you know, they will be the ones that oppose it. And I think some people who voted, who switched from the Greens to Labour will now be thinking, oh, God, why did I do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So, I mean, why the flip-flop, John? Um, I, I don't think uh, Labour was ever sincerely um, uh, and staunchly opposed to yeah. the TPB at all. Uh, really, Labour has been a, par- a party firmly uh, for um, free trade agreements uh, with other nations. Um, it was interesting when Andrew Little was attending, um, when Andrew Little was leader of the Labour Party, was attending uh, protests against the TPP and, 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 and making arguments against uh, such free trade agreements that he made clear that uh, if, if National signed up to the deal, uh, Labour wouldn't reverse that deal. They wouldn't pass legislation to, to, to throw out um, New Zealand's agreement to... Um, um, a, a, TPPA type agreement uh, that they might uh, try to um, uh, not enact some of the um, the points that were more controversial in the TPPA agreement, but they certainly keep it in place. Mm. So I think all the signs were there, really. If, if you if you went beyond the mere rhetoric that Labor was going to sign up to this agreement, it shouldn't be a surprise um, at all. And I think the, uh, possibly the CTU and the trade union tops knew that um, and uh, that's why I would argue they're not um, 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 staunchly uh, opposing Labour government on this uh, position and again um, uh, uh, Sam Huggard is saying that he merely wants now to have a a conversation uh, with the government quite quite about what a better agenda for trade could look like for working people. That's not the type of language that the CTU were using when um, National was negotiating this deal. When, when politicians and uh, political actors start talking about conversations, it's a way of uh, deferring from doing any uh, concrete action. Um, and I, I think we're going to hear the word conversation a lot more under this administration. Yeah, you know, is, is this... 
are we at the point of no return now? We think um, the National's going to back Labour, even if New Zealand First stood down uh, from it as well. Um, there's no way it's going to be stopped. So, Sarah, do you think that it's a done deal? It's it's going to happen, and no matter what uh, people like uh, myself or other people that are against it say, it's it's going to be enacted, and we've got there's nothing we can really do about it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think uh, with National Labour supporting it, obviously there's a majority in Parliament. Um, so, I mean, if, are, if other countries, other countries seem to need this, um, I mean, if, I don't know what Canada will do. Um, so I guess a lot of it depends on how, um, what happens in other countries as well, um, whether it goes ahead, but certainly there does seem to be a majority in the New Zealand Parliament in favour of it. Um, you know, it isn't, as you know, John pointed out, Labour does support the free, you know, uh, some form of free trade and I think they've tried I mean their line is that they've got improvements to it which makes it palatable to them they, they're saying it's not a perfect agreement there are still flaws in it um, but that it's um, improved enough for them to be able to support it um, so yeah I, I, I mean I guess when it comes back and there's debate in Parliament and possibly protest activity on the street I assume there'll be protest activity on the street um, we'll see whether anything can done, be done but with National and Labour both supporting that I assume that um, it will go through And keep in mind that there's a block of people in Labour who supported the original TPPA yeah. like Helen Clark you know when, when there were Labour MPs attending Protest. Helen mm. Clark was, you know, oh, there's nothing wrong with the TPPA. It's it, it, it's it's okay. But the thing that gets me out of all this is the incredible capacity that people in this country have to delude themselves. You know, when it comes to a, a whole range of politicians, but probably most of all the Labour Party. I remember walking past the uh, an anti-TPPA protest in Dunedin and. I didn't attend it because I just didn't like the whiff of little New Zealand nationalism that came off those protests. But two Labour MPs in a row spoke and people clapped them. And I thought, why are you do, why why do you have these people there telling you that Labour is opposed to it when, of course, they're not. Mm. They're actually lying to you, and you're clapping them for lying to you. Like you know, wake up. Leave the lies. <laughs> Thank, thank you for telling us lies, and, and, and we'll clap you. Come back and tell us some more. Like, what is up with that? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I was probably clapping myself. Uh, <laughs> the truth comes out. I can't. Look at, Dave, look at David. He's so cute. Um, sorry, go on. Sorry, Sarah. Oh, we're a polite bunch of people. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We Far are. too polite. Yeah. Far um, too polite. Speaking of polite, well, um, another thing we uh, just rolled over and let happen: the Hobbit law. Um, of course, uh, big business, uh, big movie business, and uh, you know, former New Zealander of the year, Sir Peter Jackson. Uh, you know, what a bloody great Kiwi he is. Um, you know. Who cares about labour laws? We're just, you know, we want to get a movie made, and we don't want to pay people too much, and we don't want to give them a good collective bargaining agreement. So, um, we'll, we'll change the way that um, employment laws are structured in this country um, through big business. Sad day that was for the country. Um, labour came out and said, "We want to repel this law. We want to change um, the law, take it back to how it used to be." And now it looks like they're backing down on that one too. And this is one I'm surprised about. Um, it, it's it's 
Um, the film industry in New Zealand is significant, but it, it's not the major. It's not the major component of our economy in terms of um, our internal economy and in terms of uh, export dollars. Good for uh, tourism, though, Matt. Good for tourism, yes. Um, certainly, the the first Lord of the Rings movies. I think the the, the Hobbit movies were so crap that uh, <laughs> might have put people coming off to New Zealand. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I saw a nice mountain in the background. That's enough. <laughs> but um, I think this was very symbolic for the Labour Party and for the um, the, the incoming Labour um, government to say that um, we're a party that stands for national sovereignty and for the rights of, of working people uh, that um, um, overseas interests have bullied uh, New Zealand um, and the New Zealand government to enact um, employment relations laws uh, that are amongst the most draconian in the law in the world uh, in relation to the film industry, um, and that we're going to stand up and repeal this law. Um, I expected them to actually do that, but um, astonishingly, or perhaps not surprisingly, um, um, Labour has completely backed down. Whereas they said in the first hundred days of government they would repeal this law, uh, Labour Minister um, in Lees Galloway is now saying that um, uh, um, that they will have a conversation, that they'll set up a committee, uh, uh, that they'll talk to both unions and uh, um, 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 corporate interests within the film industry, and then uh, come come up with a new piece of legislation that everyone will be happy with. So really, this, this is a huge back down when Labor made it a, a primary uh, piece of legislation that they wanted to remove, and, and, and that had huge symbolic value to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think? I mean, I, mean I don't think we should get too um, dramatic about it yet. Uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with having uh, a deliberative and um, discursive process in the development of legislation. And, you know, unions would jump up and down and be pretty annoyed if a government changed industrial relations legislation without involving the unions. Uh, this government's made it clear that it's going to take a tripartite apartheid approach. So I, I don't think it's the end of the world that it's talking to um, the employers on this side of things. If we want to try apartheid approach, then we need to accept that that does involve talking to our business. So, I mean, the law hasn't been changed yet. Labor hasn't, you know, there's no, this is still in process. It's not a done deal yet. Uh, we've, we've obviously going to have to be vigilant and see what the outcome of this is. But this is an opportunity for unions and um, businesses to talk. And, you know, we legislation is best when it is designed through a, you know, um, takes time and is done through a deliberative process. So I, I think we have to be, um, you know, we, we, we just need to kind of call, you know, Kept powder dry, I suspect, in terms of you know not saying it's all it's all a lost deal, a done deal already, because it's not. Um, we've got to see what's going to come out, out the outcome of these talks, and I, I don't think there's anything wrong with talking. But um, this w this was an election promise, wasn't it? <coughs> that, days, uh, that yeah. in the first hundred days they would repeal that legislation, and the reality is that they've broken that election. Pledge. It wasn't. I think it was in the manifesto, wasn't it? Um, and yeah, so, it was. A, it was a major a, yeah, election promise. Yeah, and so they have actually. Um, you know, it, it's now clear they're not going to do that. So it's a broken promise, and it's one that you would think it would be quite easy 
for them to have followed through on if they were serious at all about workers' rights because all it means is going back to the status quo ante and back to the, the um, court ruling that contractors... Uh, on film sets are actually employees mm. and should have the same rights as other employees. Like, it's not complicated. You just repeal that particular piece of, of legislation and follow through on the election promise. I'm, a, you know, I don't have any illusions about about Labour. You know, I come from a, a Labour Party family and I've watched over 50 years the Labour Party break promise after promise, so I don't believe anything that comes out of those people's mouths. But even I am actually a bit surprised because this is something that you know, they could do without creating a major ruck with, with business in New Zealand um, and it would get them on side with the unions and, and earn them brownie points and it's just going back to the status quo ante mm. and back to the, uh, the court ruling but they're not going to do that they're going to have an advisory group it's going to be a tripartite arrangement so they're not going to bring in any new legislation that pisses off big Hollywood um, and that, heaven forbid that they should piss off Peter Jackson which is something else that I find quite reprehensible because we have this myth, absolute myth in this country that we have a tall poppy syndrome and we cut down tall poppies no we don't, we have a flunky attitude towards tall poppies we fawn over people like Peter Jackson we don't cut them down, we don't chop them off at the knees, we fawn over them and so this spoiled brat who's always had everything he ever wanted, you know, got the laws changed, backed up by big Hollywood, and I think Labour want to be in with people like Peter Jackson, um, and workers' rights take second place to that. And so the outcome is not going to be one that delivers rights to workers who work on film sets. And let's keep in mind that, you know, we think of film sets uh, it's all glamorous and all the rest of it but for the 99% of people employed on film sets, there's nothing glamorous about it. They're, mm. they're working long, hard hours mm. with, you know, n with not the rights that employees have even in, sort of, even in sweatshops yeah. <laughs> in New Zealand. Why, Sarah, why do you think, you know, they haven't just gone in and repelled it? And, and why do you think, you know, and, and that combined with what else, else we're talking about today with the CPTPP, it just seems like we've been deceived a little bit. I feel like I might have been deceived a little bit by what they were saying um, wholeheartedly because, you know, we, we had promises and we said this is the way it's going to be. We don't like TPP. We don't like the Hobbit law. We're going to change that. And that's half of the reason why I voted for them. Well, I mean, I think... The CTTP one, uh, if people thought Labour was strongly anti-trade and strong, strongly anti the TPPA, then as Phil said, they weren't doing their homework. <laughs> um, Labour, that's not a big sellout for Labour because they've never you know, been strongly anti-free trade. That, that they've always taken a much more centrist approach to free trade and, and supported many aspects of the TPPA. They feel they've got um, improvements that they're comfortable with while acknowledging it's not perfect. So that in itself is is not a big I, I don't think that's a big shift 
in their position. Um, and, and there are, as, as Phil said, there are flanks within the Labour who, Party who are strong and the Labour government who are strongly pro-free trade, just as there are members in Labour who are very anti the TPPA. Um, but I, I don't think that that's a major um, shift from their position where they are now. Um, the Hobbit one, um, you know, it is, it's a pretty... It's going to be a tricky issue. Um, you know, we as as with the last time Labour was elected to government, there is a huge amount of pressure that comes from the business sector um, that is prepared to unleash the full um, the full power. You know, it's full it's it's full power on Labour to try and destroy it and stop any improvements to industrial relations um, laws. I think I, I do think it's sending worrying signals that they haven't just moved immediately to repeal it as they did promise. Um, that I think makes people feel uneasy, um, and probably makes unions feel uneasy that they that that is a you know that they've drawn back from that. Um, but I don't think we can underestimate um, just how much power business has, um, mm. and just how fully prepared they will be to use it against Labour. And I think that's a very um, yeah, that's a and, very and, good point. Sarah. And you know, I I think as I say, I think we need to keep our powder dry, see how things turn out, see see how this process goes. Um, I think it's war- they're worrying signals, but I think we need to um, remain staunch, and the unions need to remain staunch and um, support, make sure that Labour is supported publicly and to to repeal that law. Um, and the key thing is that those workers in the industry have got to be allowed the same collective bargaining rights as everyone else. At the moment, they're just all being turned, you know, this Hobbit law turned them into individual contractors, so they have no collective bargaining rights. And um, the key thing is to restore their employment rights. Um, I, I, I'm, I think, you know, I think obviously we're seeing a huge, we're seeing probably behind the scenes a huge amount of lobbying for business, and they have got huge amounts of power. Um, but, you know, I think it's going to be up to workers and unions to um, hold Labour to account. To, for that, um, I, I think there's a need for um, trade union leaders um, to come out quite explicitly and say that um, they are opposed to this Labour government backing down on the Hobbit law. It's a given, of course, that um, uh, corporate interests, business interests are going to uh, lobby on their own behalf um, in New Zealand. Uh, and when there is uh, somewhat of a, um, a left-wing or centre-left reform agenda, especially um, when it comes to industrial uh, relations, that uh, corporate interests, business interests are going to put across their point of view mm. and use whatever tactics they can to, to try and uh, make a government back down. Um, trade union leaders uh, need to counter that and they should be prepared for that as I said it's a given that our corporations are going to act in their own interests um, trade union leaders shouldn't act as an apologist for uh, this government when it does back down on progressive legislation and it's not just that um, Labour has put repealing the Hobbit law on um, hold uh, it's actually made quite clear that a straight repeal will no longer be happening that's mm. no longer happening. Yeah. Uh, so C- CTU leaders need to uh, stand up and actually say, no, that's unacceptable. We don't accept that, Labour government. All right, mm. we're going we're to have to leave it there. run out of time. Uh, we've, ever since 1977 and the release of The New Hope, we've known that the dark side of the force is very strong and 
quite, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's quite tempting. So, yes, big business, the big, uh, you know, Senate. Um, but uh, we'll have to leave it there. Thank you so much, Sarah, John, uh, Phil. Thank pleasure you. as always. Let's talk to you again next Friday. Thank, Thank you. Sure. Cheers. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye, Sarah. All right, here's Blair Park.